Yeah, we get a lot of uh, Bobby basically dreams what happened to his mom, which was interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's part of the touch still, though. It's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I didn't know how accurate it was. It was just like 12-year-old. Well, it's also Lord of the Flies mixed in. (laughs) Yeah. He really uses that in this book. And this Amber is now, well, I guess this is the first book where we have the uh, of Mice and Men because <laughs> in uh, 11, 22, 63, they do the whole play. Yeah. I just, I hate. I like how he uses the themes of the books. Like, it's very lit. lit to, oh my God, I can't remember the word. Literary. <laughs> but in the way that he can use the theme from Lord of the Flies and from Of Mice and Men and incorporate it in these stories. And I'm like, who's going to save the crew, huh? I don't know. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I uh, don't know how literally to take that. Does that just mean that they're bad kids now? Is the crew actually going to get murdered by them? I, I think that's why it's a good question. It's kind of open-ended. I, yeah, I never really thought of it that way. Is what I was saying. Like, well, oh, they're rescued. And I don't know. I guess I just kind of assumed that everything would be all right. <laughs> I never really thought about it past they got rescued. Like, thank God that's over. But maybe it's not over. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, that um, is exactly the kind of thing Stephen King would think about. Like, but what if it's not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over. But what if it's not? Um, but the way he makes that part of his story is just—I I love it. Kill, yeah. Like, mom becomes the piggy, right? And kill the kill the piggy. Yeah, they need a beast to hunt. Um. Did I say tomato? I can't find it. Stupid thing's not helpful. <laughs> and then he passes out on a bench feeding the ducks, which is kind of weird. Yeah, and then almost gets assault, like raped by an old man, older, another low man. And yeah. That, I didn't realize why that was necessary. I'm like, that feels weird. Yeah, I, I guess because it's. Maybe that happened to him once. The contrast between the low men and the regular bad people, maybe. Like, it's not the low men, but there are actual low men. Well, and also because he's technically still hiding from the bullies at that point. So he was like, oh no, is it them? And then, like, so there's like a bunch of contrast. I thought it was. Which of the bad people? Because he was like, he was like, maybe I wished it was Willie and them once I realized who it was or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, which of the bad people do you want? Which of these low men? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather take the mortal one than the one that has like a face within a face. <laughs> Although, again, I hate to say it, but they're all men. <laughs> there are no bad women, unless they're fat, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you got to be the hero. <laughs> Wait, the fat women are bad? Well, that was a joke. Oh, the women are... Well... Just because he hates fat people, you know. <laughs> right. Well, that might be a little strong. I think he has no understanding. I mean, Maybe. okay, I wrote it down again. So even when... When uh, Rianda... I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name. Um, You're the bar? No, no, no. When the bullies are upon them the first time. Oh, the somebody's mom? I don't know who that person was. It's not a mom. It's Anita's older sister, friend. I think. Oh, her I thought she was just a friend. Her older friend. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Her friend's older sister? Yeah, I don't remember. Whatever. Who the hell's Anita? Anita Gerber, isn't it? 
Carol's it's mom. Carol's okay, so maybe it's I think it's so, Yeah, I think it's Carol's mom's, mom's friend. I don't know. It's somebody older who has a car. And that was the one they were talking about at the beginning where it was like, she's pretty, but she's fat. So I don't know. I don't know. And they're like, yeah, but she's still cool. It's fine. <laughs> oh, is that the same woman? I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. Like, so even in this scene when she comes back, uh, I can't wait. I have to find my notes. But they, they're still talking about her weight. And I'm like, she's saving her life right now. Is that necessary? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Wait, is what necessary? Talking about her weight in that moment. I think. Oh, I found it. 189. When I read the stuff from him, like, let's say in his maybe 20s and 30s, maybe 40s, like, there's a lot of sexual parts that necessarily don't fit. And I just think it's him being a testosterone fueled man. Like in that part where she's saving him, I think he spent a lot of time talking about her giant bosom or something. And I was really <laughs> confused because I thought it was oh. I thought it was one of her friends at first. Yeah, you're right. She says standing in front of it, looking extremely busty in the chest and extremely wide in the hip, was Anita Gerber's friend Rianda. Summer clothes were never going to be her friends. Even at eleven, Bobby understood this, but at that moment she looked like a goddess in pedal pushers. It's like, come <laughs> on, like what why is that necessary? <laughs> I mean, she I get it like to set the at any time. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I get it to set the visual, but did she need to be, you know, overweight and big? And I, I don't. It's not the the fact that she's overweight doesn't matter. It's the fact that he's like, in this moment, even though she's fat and will never look good in clothes, she looked like a goddess to me because she's going to save our lives. Uh, <laughs> I don't. It's just not necessary. And this book wasn't written that long ago. <laughs> you need to like go in a room with like a bunch of like overweight women. And <laughs> be stuck there for like a week. It's like they, these characters, it's like the, um, it reminds me of the old trope of Disney villains are gay. And that's what makes them bad. Like these people are fat. So they're just, you know, they're worse off. <laughs> I've ever heard that. I didn't know that. Or they they dress a lot like uh, they look like a lot of drag queens. Okay, if you want to see them that way. Well, I mean, I okay. animated uh, female characters as well. So I I I never heard that. So now I have to think about that. Well, look it up. It's interesting. Ursula, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, and Jafar. Yeah. I'm thinking of the witch from Ariel. What's her name? Ursula. Yeah, that's the one with all the things on the bottom that float an around. Octopus, yeah. Right, right. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> um, but no, anyway. she has like a black wait, who am I thinking of? She has like a black dress, but at the bottom it has like a bunch of wavy things that move around. Is that Ursula? Those are tentacles, yeah. She's just like an octopus or something. <laughs> no, I, I get that, but I wasn't I'm not picturing tentacles. I'm picturing something else, Ursula, but I could Are you thinking of Maleficent? Maybe. From well, that's another movie. example, too. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm thinking of a cartoon, though. Maleficent was... Uh, Maleficent... Maleficent was a cartoon. <laughs> oh, she I could... Turn into the dragon. <laughs> yeah. I may have to go back and watch all my Disney movies. Maleficent, they also made a live-action version, but that's, like, wicked. That's different. What's the... 
No, that's Wizard of Oz, right? The, the uh, Angelina Jolie one? No, that's Maleficent. That's Maleficent, okay. Yeah. Maybe. But... And I don't... <laughs> but she they just start taking a privilege. Maleficent is, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that's one picture. I think it's Ursula. My memory just twisted what it looks like. Well, the, to be honest, I mean, that's kind of the point. A lot of them do have a similar look. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Maybe... <laughs> maybe we just maybe I just proved their point by accident. Right? <laughs> well, uh, the, the whole the whole point is the fat thing, and I just thought that was like even in that moment he couldn't resist, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it did a good job for me picturing it at least. I got, but I didn't have to be. Yeah, he didn't have to have the negative connotations. He could have just painted the picture and been done with it. Right, he could have yeah. just painted her as like the angel who comes and saves them, not like you only look good right now because you're saving us. Well, he could have even described what she looked like without making it negative. She could have just been busty and you know, what pedal pushers bursting at the seams, but not not right. Include the judgment. Just let you work that part out, whether you want it to be that way or not. You know what I mean? Like I'm still looking at it. It's like not only was he saying that, but even even at eleven, Bobby understood. But he shouldn't. Let's not understand that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, understands what exactly? Fat people are fat. Women are bad. I don't... <laughs> right. Anyway. Um. Oh, sorry. This is the next note written in my book, but I'm like, how? Like, Bobby's worried about not telling Ted. Ted's just reading his mind anyway. Probably, like, when it comes to the low man, <laughs> he knows already. <laughs> Well, and he even said, he was like, yeah, I knew I was seeing some things too, but like, I was just, I didn't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Cause he said he stayed too long and he shouldn't have done that. So he gave that, up all of the universes for Bobby. Like, great. <laughs> but he wasn't there very long. Right? Yeah, I was thinking that too. And I'm like, <laughs> How long has he been on the run, and how many of these towns has he stopped into? I guess he hasn't made friends before. And maybe that's why he didn't fight too hard. Like, what kind of life is that going to be where he's running every three, four days forever? That's also a really good point. And Bobby was his first friend. (laughs) Yeah, that was just, like, stop one, at least as far as, I mean, I don't know. Well, we don't know. That's the whole thing. Like, what if he's been doing this for a while? And, like, this is the first time he's made a friend. And he's like, all right, I can't. Like, (laughs) he's the opposite of Roland. (laughs) How many 12-year-old kids are sitting at the foot of the Crimson King and just waiting for him to get back? (laughs) How many times has he made that deal? He would never sacrifice a kid for the king. (laughs) And then there's Roland. (laughs) That's, what, that's in his job description. Shit. <laughs> Gunslinger, dark tower, junkie, uh, kid killer, by accident. Not by accident. Well, that's the wrong way to put it. Kid. By he'll be great as long as you don't get it between him and the tower. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you see uh, the man in black run the other way because you're going to die and not rolling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <right. laughs> Carol was looking fearfully at the hook-nosed witch who had come back in a taxi wearing Mrs. Garfield's clothes. (laughs) 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 
Like, well, that's a pretty because that's what she man when she got out of that taxi, it was on. Oh yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's... She still. I mean, I don't think she has come out of shock from her own thing yet, right? It's like I fully, I could believe she may not even remember anything that happened in that moment. She could have just gone into like a blind rage. Yeah, I mean, she had she got a fucking face beaten, like that's why she was passed out for the next like day. She needed to do some healing, like you know, physically and mentally is going to take a little longer, if ever. But yeah, she probably like when you first wake up and get in an argument, you you know, two hours later, you don't even know what the hell you were arguing about because you can't remember it, like that kind of thing. Like she was probably in a days where she doesn't even know like necessarily remember what she was mad about. I'm trying to figure out how to word it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. And like she the timing of it all, like come on. <laughs> and Ted says that. He's like, look, uh I'm sorry. He's what is he? he looks at her, he says, What happened to you is awful, but that's not what's going on here. Right. Right. <laughs> She don't, want, she don't want to hear none of it. She's like, Carol, to me. Men over there. Bobby, you're a man. Sorry. Get the fuck away from me. And that's the other thing that really stuck up. I was like, when Bobby can tell that Ted has acknowledged, basically, that his mom doesn't like him because he's a man. And he like, there's a part of her that will never be okay with him because of that. Yeah. Because Which is just her, right? awful. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, she can't draw the line. She can't, like, she doesn't know how to differentiate between, like, what happened to her, what was going on with Bobby and Carol, and Bobby and 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 and, like her. Yes, her son's a man, but it doesn't. Like, it's up to her to make sure he's not like those awful men that fucking beat her. That yes, that is an excellent point. Um, Yeah, there's no but after that. I was going to say she there are people who would have a problem like who might well like go into like PTSD years later. I don't think there's any chance that she was going to be able to sort that out in that moment. That's why I said I don't even blame her. Like she's still in her own shock, walks in and sees that in probably immediately shut down. I was just like, oh, my God, it's happening again. Yeah. Even like it's still happening, you know. I don't right. even know that right. it's two separate instances. Right. It's it's like one long became a prolonged thing. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's a shame, but I almost wish I knew more about. It. I almost wish we were there. I mean, a little bit. Or, or well, I think it's insinuated like that she was definitely raped. <laughs> I mean. With the bleeding but, down you know, his like, legs. But she knew something because she was highly upset and she did it anyway. So I, I kind of want to know about that. Like, oh, I could on. not believe. I didn't know if Ted was saying that to try to get her off his back or what. But when he was saying that she was to blame because she knew something was off. I was like, whoa, hold on there, buddy. That is not at all how that works. Well, <laughs> yeah. we don't know enough to say that one way or the other. You could never say that. Even if. Listen, I would make the argument that even if all three of them said, if you come on this trip, we're going to rape you, then it's still not her fault. Like, it doesn't matter. And that's uh, that's my opinion. <laughs> I don't know that I want to 
go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's a sensitive topic that maybe shouldn't be broadcasted. Well, I'm right. not saying that she's. Yes, it, it's, she's yeah. consenting. I don't disagree with it. you, but I, yeah, yeah, it's never. It's never the victim's fault. I'll just. You're just talking about like Ted's mom coming back and it being understandable that she, you know, kind of went ballistic. <laughs> Not yeah. good, but understandable. I what I was saying was it was one long traumatic event for her. There was no differentiating. Did you notice how Bobby used to push on the cab driver? Stop me if that sounds a little familiar. What'd you say? He used the push on the cab driver? Kind of. How? Because he gave him the money and the cab was like, I don't know if I want to do this. And he was like mentally like projecting at him, go on, take the money. It'll be okay. You'll be fine. I didn't remember it happening like that. Um well. I'm like fine. It, my, I thought he was just like unsure because I was a kid, but then he was like, well, it's money, so I like money. I think mine Bobby sent back, and yes, he thought he could do that too, a little anyway. Go on, stop worrying, I'm fine. So he finally took the crumpled dollar bill and the dimes. So mm. I, I took that but, as he like mentally taught them into it. I did. Reading all these stories of like the 50s and 60s, and they're like, Oh, uh, you know, an orange juice is 50 cents or a cab ride downtown was a dollar and 30 cents. And I'm like, well, <laughs> why? <laughs> and he acts like it's so much money. It's funny. Inflation is a bitch. It's gone up. Yeah, it's really bad though, these days. Um, I don't know. I think uh, we're about at the end, right? I mean, I got more highlighted stuff, but it's not much more to say. Uh, Ted goes off. Bobby has to admit he's a coward and then gets in trouble the rest of his life because of what happened in this story. But I kind of want to get to the um, Dark Towery stuff. Did we talk about all that? I think we... Oh, one thing... Ted says oh. if he sorry, go ahead. No, no, go. If he touches someone long enough, it doesn't go away. I'm like, what does that mean? I didn't know that. I was I'd waiting. never heard that either, and I was thinking, would I want it to go away? Well, like, if you're Carol, probably. <laughs> well, well, at twelve I may want it to go away, but you know. Because you'll probably learn way you grow up real fast at that point, probably. Well, he kind of did. Well, he kind of had already grown up real fast. Yeah. Um, so did he... Sorry, I didn't... I guess I didn't really register that when I read it. Did he have it for, like, the rest of his life? Was that why part of the reason why Bobby was, like, so angry? I don't think so. I think Ted just said, like, we got to be careful. If I touch you too long, it will stay forever, which implies it has happened before. <laughs> yeah. But it happened to Bobby. 
Well, no, because wouldn't he, like, didn't you say he wasn't, was he a good gambler or not? I don't remember. He was, they said he never, like, he didn't gamble enough to be good or bad. It's just sometimes he came in for a beer when it was on his real estate. No, no, no. Like, Bobby, like, later on. Oh. Because I haven't read the oh, story. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I'm going to say based on the situation they were in when it ended, he probably wasn't that great. <laughs> right. So if he had the touch, he would probably be a better gambler. Yeah. yeah. He was a good gambler for uh, an afternoon or an, or an evening. Right. Um, my brother just called me and kicked my headphones off. Now I can't get them back. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I have to listen to this whole episode. Just reading the last of my notes, I think we've covered everything. I said, I don't know if we've had such a clear summary of why we're going to the tower until this point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I was like, damn, his mom has zero chill. <laughs> I also thought it was interesting that Ted sent Bobby just the rose petals at the end. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> sort of. Because <laughs> we've seen the roses at this point, so we know it, the tower fits oh, into all the roses. I didn't even think about that. I'm an idiot. You're right. <laughs> um... You, I don't remember. We were talking. <laughs> yeah. Someone called you. Jake has been the second of 46th Street and touched the rose already, right? We know all that, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I'm an idiot. I totally forgot about. Yeah, that those are rose petals, rose, right? Yeah, that was kind of the first thing I thought. I like, and so Bobby's interpretation of the rose is Ted was free, not in this world and time. This time he had run in the other direction, but in some world. He cupped up the rose petals like palmfuls of blood and raised them to his face. Uh, I like his interpret. So the rose petals told Bobby that Ted was free. Just... Yeah, but why? <laughs> like, what they never discussed that. He's like, oh, rose petals equals freedom. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a good point. Did uh, they, Bobby doesn't know shit about maybe, maybe they smell like Ted. Does he say something like that? You know what? It could be the same power just of the rose. Like maybe him like scooping the petals up to his face that like is is similar to like when Jake got close to it. I don't know. Oh, uh, that could be. I was thinking like Ted imparted some of his power onto them or something because. Oh, that he too. Smells he smells Ted, and he puts two and two together, and he's like, "Oh, I smell Ted, and I'm having all these memories of being young and innocent." Well, if that were the case, though, wouldn't like everything he touches leave traces of it? Like, I feel like things people would be seeing a lot more. I don't know, or maybe he can do it intentionally. Yeah, that's maybe. what I was thinking. Like when Ted's negotiating with the the low man like he's making a deal for the end of existence <laughs> well that doesn't seem like much of a deal wait that's also, that is not at all a, a, like that is literally what's happening that's not a metaphor 
<laughs> right. Right. I'm, I'm not being figurative at all. Yeah. That's is this the one you're talking about? You're his teka, aren't you? This, that means destiny's friend, Bobbio. Okay, oh. never heard that one. Teka, T E. Oh, that's what I said. Destiny's friend. I thought he just was talking about ka. That's the low man says that to him. You're you're his teka. Oh. Isn't that oh, what this old oh. smoky smelling teddy bear is to you? That your destiny's friend. Destiny's I don't know. When I think of destiny, it doesn't seem like it has many friends. Well, so what's the difference between teka te and katet? More people. I guess yeah. Maybe teka is one person, one katet, like one of the. Yeah right. But the, the you get you need three tekas for a katet. <laughs> well, how many katets equal or I don't even know uh, no higher math. <laughs> you get out my pencil <laughs> um, Bobby of all people screams I want my mother in the middle of that so I know yeah. I can see how scared he was though right what does that tell you that, he was terrified beyond terrified like I don't care anymore. As I'm a fucking coward. Just take, just let me go to my mom. I want my mother. I mean, that was up until that point. Like they, like I said, they almost kidnapped him. So when the kid, the guy was like, "You can come back to this prison and live with us forever," and he's like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> right. I mean, you wanted to go with Ted. Well, I guess I don't know. He never realized what that meant uh, because Ted was on the run and he had that figured out, but he didn't really work out in his head that going with Ted meant going on the run, I think. Right. And at any point, Ted could be taken from you when they find him. And, uh, the <laughs> the car, I love the fucking cars. Uh, <laughs> the a thing with wait, where's the beginning? As Cam swung the DeSoto back door shut, Bobby saw just for an instant an incredibly tall, incredibly scrawny being standing inside a long yellow coat. Oh, this is the thing, not the car. The thing with flesh is white. The car was, what was it? The tire? Um, yeah, the tire became like a tentacle. And, and then it like, like picked something garbage. up. Yeah, and it turned back into a tire and the garbage like sticking out of the rubber. <laughs> well, how about right. the fact that like they could see the one guy saw that they were like floating, basically. Their feet weren't touching the ground. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. I didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, one of the gang guys said that, right? Yeah. yeah. Like their feet Are never you hiding it or not? Like, what's happening? No. So, there's a tower that holds everything together. There are beams that protect it somehow. There's a Crimson King and breakers working to destroy the beams. Not because the breakers want to, but because it wants them to. The Crimson King. One three-sentence paragraph that describes the last four books. <laughs> right. Way <laughs> more concise than anything we've had. We have spent how many hours trying to figure out what the hell he's talking about? And uh, oh, there it is. <laughs> like that's that's probably like the like page that he sticks on top of his desk when he writes. <laughs> Don't forget. Right, there's a tower, there's beams, breakers break beams, not because they want to, because they have to, and there's a king. We we really know what he wants in for at this point. Now this is the yeah this is the question that I know we haven't gotten there yet but I asked the first time I read this is how does that make any sense because the Crimson King also lives in the same universe that is held up by the tower 
So maybe he, I guess he has some force that we don't know about that he can survive if the universe crashes. Because why would you want to bring it down so badly? Yeah, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that in every movie where there's a supernatural <laughs> being who wants to end existence. Because I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't leave you much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, I'm not going to, yes, I agree. And he tries to explain his way around it. And uh, I'm not going to get into that because we don't know that yet. Right. Uh, That's why I said maybe there's something we don't know about. <laughs> yeah, these villains that always want to destroy the universe. Like, uh, you know you're part of it, right? And the more that we learn about the Crimson King, the more I just want the man in black to be the main villain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like he is, right? Because you don't... We've met the man in black, I think, several times at this point. Oh, we don't know shit about his boss that yeah. guy hides in the shadows except for that he's stuck at the tower and wants to destroy the universe apparently well and i'm Is wondering this- i mean i and again i know nothing but i like is he just trying to destroy the tower to get out of it and doesn't realize that you know all universes will cease to exist once the tower breaks or oh you know what that's a good really good point <laughs> oh i think the man in black knows so if he knows the the, uh, knows, right? the man in black knows what? That he's trying to destroy existence. Um, that's true. Well, again, so that just tells me that he knows, maybe he thinks he knows something. We don't know that. But I do think it has something to do with what Ali's saying, where because he's stuck there, he needs to destroy it. Yeah, he's focused on destroying it. Maybe, yeah, I don't know that I ever considered that. Maybe just so he can get the hell out of the broom he's locked in. Yeah, I never considered that either. Who locked him in there? That, right. I don't know that we ever. I was thinking that too. I don't think that question's ever answered. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it'd have to be the, you know. Some well, form of the white or the turtle or whatever you want to call it. Point, yeah. Because they don't make a lot of appearances. Just, I mean, that sounds like very true to religion. Like, yeah, um, the evil is everywhere, but you never see the good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not good on uh, positive messaging, positive <laughs> reinforcement. Um. Oh, that's not what I meant. I meant like like Satan has forms everywhere, but you never see like angels on earth is more what right. I meant. You always get you see the negative, you don't see the positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I guess that's so Carol ran away from him and ran across the street and out of his life without looking back a second time. It's kind of sad. He always has to mention when somebody won't ever see anyone again. And I'm like, we go through that all the time. I don't think about it. I do think about it. And I think I think about it because of him. Like when I see someone at the store and I talk to them, I'm like, well, there they go. I'll never see them again in my life. (laughs) You know, it's... You're just way more outgoing than I am. Well, I guess. It's just an odd feeling sometimes. You know, and then I start going, I wonder what their backstory is. Like, how did they get to this point where they met me in Giant and we're talking about bread or something i don't know i go to giant and i'm like please nobody talk to me or look at me or acknowledge my existence for the love of god yes i'm pretty sure you hate going to the store with me at this time. 
Um, okay. I highlighted this whole Sully paragraph at the end. I don't remember why. Because Sully's a lion now, and lions are clearly better than wolves, apparently. <laughs> well, lions also die in Vietnam. <laughs> That's such a strange sentence. <laughs> That's what happens in Sully. Uh, I know, I know what you're saying, but oh, okay. picturing lions in Vietnam. <laughs> right, well, yeah, maybe panthers or pumas or something over there. I, mean, I can't remember. Oh, no, that's South America. Vietnam, I don't I don't have any idea what they got, so. Uh, yeah, well, they have jungles. Do they have jungles, right? So they would probably have, like you said, or maybe tigers. I don't know. Yeah, that was what made the um, fighting so difficult. The jungles, and they dug tunnels everywhere. They would just pop up and, like, out of nowhere, destroy everybody and disappear, and they couldn't find them. Who tigers? No, it's <laughs> Vietnam War. Sorry. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, okay. That would. That sounds like a pretty cool cartoon or something. Oh, I was like, God, tigers are terrifying enough as it is. Don't tell me they're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Maryland, Maryland. Well, he's not going to kill you, though. Well, I guess if you're good. I don't know. Would he kill the bad person as a tiger? <laughs> he spent a lot of time on these letters, too, which I thought was... I don't know. That's All the stuff at the end, did I need that? Like, I think it would have been better if he had just ended it when... um, Before Bobby got older and got into trouble. Like, all this <laughs> epilogue stuff I don't think I needed for a, what, 200-page story. Yeah, but it's because he's like the there are other stories about Bobby, right? Like it's not like this is it. Well, that's true. I haven't read those in a while. This is the second time now I've just read the first story and moved on because I'm reading it for the tower. To be honest, though, I agree with you. I think the second story should have just picked up from that point. Like they could have gotten the the rose petals part was fine, but we didn't need all the backstory about Bobby. I don't care about what his life is like after Ted is gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> Right, that thing where his—I I like the line where it, where it ends, where um, there's almost like a reconciliation there with Bobby and his mom, and she's like, "Oh my God, what did she say? We oh, sure yeah. made a mess of things. What are we gonna do?" He's like, "Best we can." Man. Yeah. Um. So I like, I love that ending, but I don't need all the ten pages of before that. Let's just skip to the ending after you know Ted walks. I forget how. How does the Ted part end? Uh, well, they take him, and right. So what's like, and the then because I, I remember thinking when Ted leaves, it would have been perfect. He's, at the, he's at the bar, and then has to go back inside and ask for a ride home. So I think they just drive away or something. I don't. Oh yeah, the guy. Yeah. Why did he give his mom the fucking money? I would have never have done that. I I was thinking yeah. that too. I think it's like almost a slap in her face, though. Like, look at all this money I got, and it means nothing to me, you old bitch. <laughs> Right, you worked how hard for your peas? I got ten times that, and I did nothing. So here, fucking take. Like, I don't want to money. bite from you. <laughs> it, that may have something to do with it because he, it's in the he's doing something, and he doesn't want to. Not sure if he wants to spend the money. Is it taking the jar, taking the money no, out of the jar? When maybe when you're going to the movies, and she's like, "You can take money from your bike fund, can't you?" And he's like, Ugh. I, sh I can, but I'm saving that. And then he's like, yeah, I don't want to be like her. So that thought alone made me take it out. Right. Yeah. What good is it if you don't know how to enjoy it? We need to save all of our money to put in the in the fund, the emergency fund. Right, for the apocalypse. 
because by then it'll be toilet paper. Uh, he slept at yeah. At first, he when he gets home, um, the dog wasn't even barking, which was the first time in that whole story. I think. <laughs> Like the dog knew something, but he's like, you know, he goes home and he lays in bed and he's like, oh, that's, I'm not laying in the bed the old way on his back. Oh, yes. I never. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What you got? I was going to say, I had never considered that, but that is kind of like, it. I mean, I'm sure it's not for everyone, but I'm like, you know, little kids fall asleep on their back. And then at some point, I think most people, at least that I have known, like, I don't know a lot of people that fall asleep as an adult on their back face up like that. <laughs> And it feels very much like a like a uh, safety thing, where it's like you can't leave yourself exposed like that because all of the things are gonna crawl up from then under the bed and get you. Like... Yeah, it's almost a rite of passage, right? I, I never con- even considered that, but I'm like, yeah, like kids sleep on their back mostly, so you're taught to put them like babies on their back. That's how so you tuck don't... a kid in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that actually terrifies me when we're how we were taught to like tuck you in like your arms and, and stuff inside the blanket like you can't even fucking move like ugh. just seems like so many opportunities for something to go wrong there well that's the whole point is that you don't want them to move yes i, I get it like i, I said, don't know. Should... i'm not a parent what do i know <laughs> I mean, having having infants are fucking scary situation <laughs> like non-stop until you like get into a like used to it but um but i anyway. have same thought where i was like i never thought about that but it's uh, stephen king is so good at doing that i'm like i'm sure it's not that way for everybody but sure so i don't remember when but it was definitely a certain age where i was like i will never leave my feet out to be (laughs) i think it was right after i read the boogeyman (laughs) uh did you guys see that is coming in june did i send i sent that to you right did you see that uh the boogeyman yeah i think you sent that trailer yeah I that, that's the Stephen King story from Night Shift. There's, there's another one. Oh. Horizon. What's no there a boogeyman movie before? Yes, but that's not Stephen King. But that's a good movie. I like that movie. Oh, yeah. just the boogeyman? Or it's called Boogeyman, I think, right? Or something like this? I think, I think so. The, I think, you know, that's a good point. Are, are, are they both called the movie. boogeyman? It's like, like 2005 ish, maybe. Movie. Yeah, that was what I remember vividly. I think it's just called Boogeyman, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I have it on DVD here somewhere. <laughs> I love that movie. From, yeah. I, I love that movie. Apparently, not apparently, I believe this, but I showed it to uh, Amanda and Dana too young. <laughs> they were scarred by that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to be careful with them under the bed type movies, right? <sighs> well, I mean, I, in the closet, yeah. it's an in the closet movie, I think, too. Like the thing sucking the it does demons a good or whatever. job of really playing into all those boogeyman fears <laughs> right maybe you should have started with like you know supernatural stuff on a different planet so they felt a little safe <laughs> that actually uh, like freaks me out more because it's like you can never get home <laughs> yeah well there's yeah what a way to go major tom <laughs> like the david bowie song he just floats off in the space and never comes back like oh man like uh, I, that would be Super amazing for about 10 minutes and then, oh shit, I'm so fucked. I would, no part of that would I find amazing. Knowing what's coming, I could never enjoy that. <laughs> you have to let go, right? Like, there's well, no get, you have, you have to accept it really quick because it's coming. 
this reminds me again of elevation where it's like we're assuming that they survive right this is not you hit a certain atmosphere and then just die and keep floating up (laughs) no i think it's the opposite i think i introduced that terrifying thought what if you don't die when you hit the atmosphere right right that's what i'm saying is that what we're going with like you don't die or you do die because if you don't die then i could not i just i don't know if you do die i probably could enjoy it honestly (laughs) you die when you're when you're like life support systems run out so you don't die right away but but it's coming that's worse i don't want to talk about it i don't want to think about it (laughs) (laughs) well i don't think you'll be in an out of control space capsule anytime soon (laughs) you're very right about that (laughs) (laughs) um okay i think uh anyway uh when he was slept on his side for the first time and you know his nights sleeping wide open on his back were over like i could have had that be the end right there i didn't need all the stuff after it but i do like the way the last paragraph the way he's like we made a mess of things we're just doing the best we can now yeah it's almost like okay they're gonna be all right like it's not gonna get uh i don't know completely fractured i don't i was worried about the relationship and i don't really know why yes i think it's um well no, I guess that wouldn't really work in your situation. I was thinking if, like, I don't know. Go, yeah. <laughs> well, just, like, maybe you're thinking about how you would have reacted, but you, well, oh, never mind. There's a lot of thoughts that I had there. It's like, well, you yeah. couldn't have. But then I was like, technically, I guess you could have at that age, but that's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of personal. Uh, I, I relate to Bobby a lot. But, well, no, I said that wrong. I, I relate to Bob. If mom was a lot of the things he dealt with with, with his mom, I can relate to. Um, yeah. And I think like that that story, like now that I went back and read it again, it really, I think there's a lot of autobiographical things he worked through, <laughs> things yeah. he had with his mom that he worked through in that story. So I was yeah. thinking that too. And we don't, for as many tropes as he has, we don't get a lot of things about his mom, like. Yeah, for as many 12-year-old boys with one parent, we don't get a lot of that kind of inner, I don't know, thoughts, exploration. Yeah. We get a lot of his inner feelings as an adult, but not so much as a kid. Half his, I mean, half his uh, characters are writers, for Christ's sake. And we get a lot of his children's like feelings as a child, but not necessarily when it relates to his parents. It's just more like what it's like to be a, kid. a 12-year-old yeah. kid, yeah. So uh, it's all Dark Tower. So one little, one more little pit stop, and then. Oh yeah, hope you're ready. Well, it's funny. I mean, (laughs) it it has still been Dark Tower this whole time. It's just not technically, I guess. (laughs) Not the storyline. Twenty-four-seven Dark Tower, just (laughs) half Dark Tower. I mean, this, this story isn't. And like I said, until it is, and then you realize it was the whole time. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those ones you really have to read twice to like, oh, knowing what you know about Ted after the end of the tower. Then, then when you go back and read, you're like, oh, Ted. It definitely gives me questions about him. I can't say it, but about him being safe. I'm like, what? Okay, how do you know that, Bobby? <laughs> well, in the end, he didn't. He didn't care. Oh, you mean from the rose petals? Yeah, I'm like, is he whatever? We can't get into that yet. <laughs> you know, 
I guess he's just hoping he is, and he's got no evidence to the contrary. The fact that he sent him the letter maybe meant that he was safe because he had that's the only one he ever got. Well, so what I'm saying is knowing what we know, but trying not to give anything away, like it could be true, but at what point in the timeline? So that's where I'm questioning. So I'm just I'm ready to get back there, even though we won't for a little bit. Yeah, month we'll be back there. Well, we'll be reading in two weeks. But, um, well, I just I think... mean, again, no, I've said this a lot, but Ted doesn't really come back until book seven. No, but yeah. No, there's Boy, no we... point. To, I'm just saying, I mean, I can't wait to get back. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. So, let's read about. I didn't know if you guys had everything's eventual or not. So I don't know if you have that. I think I, I do. I do not. Well, nothing else you have that. Yeah. Um, or you can go to McKay's. You can probably find it there. I'm sure. Actually, I have to look upstairs. I don't know if I have a copy. I, I tried to. I still. I still don't have Song of Susanna in hard copy. Because <laughs> Second and Charles just never had. They have every book but that one. I'm like, see, I'm not. No, I'm not the only one. So there's either nobody returns it or nobody buys it. So I'm gonna go with this one. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure if everybody's buying it, there'd be a rack of them over there. That's true. If it's a used bookstore, yeah. Oh, I swear, the past two times I've gone to both Second and Charles and McKay's looking for a specific Dark Tower book, they haven't had it. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I feel like ours has gone downhill significantly. Actually, Amber, they're, they're, they're raising that whole mall, I think, in the next year or two. I don't know to which make, mall you're talking about. <laughs> the one where Second and Charles is? I don't know. Right around the corner from our house where the movie theater is right there. Yeah, like I've been there. Are you talking about the, like the strip mall? No, I'm talking about the mall mall. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that area well enough. Um, I have to figure out what to theater. The bookstore, I think once, but that's about all I remember. <laughs> Allie, are you going to go watch the movie on the third? Uh, if I can find it somewhere afterwards, yes. But I, there's, I, I don't have time on the third. <laughs> we could do a little short discussion on that too. Have you guys read Children of the Corn? Um, at all? No. Mm, which which book is that in? Night Shift. Yeah, I have read it, but not in a long time. Yeah, I might think we should read it before uh, we can complain about it. I don't think I have Night Shift. Well, I, I, I'm not. I mean, Amber, before we go see the movie. Just personally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, talk about that some other time. Um, can, I, can I call you real quick, Amber, when we're done? Sure. Okay. Uh, that's the end of what Hearts of Atlantis. Um, well, Low Men in Yellow Coats. <laughs> it's the end of Low Men in Yellow Coats, the first story in Hearts of Atlantis, uh, which there's three more wonderful stories. Uh, read them when you get a chance. But we're going to the tower, so we're stopping there. Um, next up is Little Sisters of Aloria. So see you in two weeks. In the podcast, everybody say bye. 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 Hello, and welcome to Go 19, episode 63. Today is part four of Low Men in Yellow Coats, where we wrap up our discussion on Bobby, Ted, and Bobby's mom. 
I am Matt. This is our Allie and Amber. Let's start the show.